This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies. Are we supposed to look up what's going on with Charles Barkley right now? I didn't see anything. Why? What happened? There's a thread of some sport. Some sort, not sport. Mm-hmm. There is a thread. The sport is basketball. Oh, it's just everything funny Charles Barkley said. Oh, yeah, I saw oh, that. Charles Barkley's one of the funniest people ever. He recently said something about someone's mother. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Well, you heckle, you heckle Charles, you got what's coming to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that might be because of his fame and notoriety. Mm-hmm. That might be one of the best comebacks yeah. ever. Because it's, it's possible. Because what else could he do to you? Yeah, he can't hit you. You're a kid. Right. But he can do that, and he probably really could. Uh, we're brought to you by Xtend. X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Tone, what's going on? Uh, just waiting for that coffee. Double A's going to get that You're in a few seconds. You're not thrilled that there's no coffee right now for you. Uh, I was promised coffee. How many cups of coffee do you... Where's the, where, why did Andy drop the ball on the coffee today? I don't know. I'm only Is he doing, busy with meetings? I'm only doing two a day, and I space them out. Really, I thought. See, I by the, that means I'm drinking that much coffee. Wait, duh, Owen's got to be getting in on the pot. Uh, rarely, it, I'm drinking that much coffee, especially early in the week. Thursday on a drag ass day, I might be. How many are you going through? You Today's think? a drag ass day for me. Yeah, drag baseball ass days just are bad. yeah baseball. It took till eight o'clock last night. I didn't get to bed till so like we were 10 in o'clock. Ridgeville until eight fifteen. Oh my god! And then go home and eat dinner. And oh then, my yeah. god! That's where. You got to make those dinners like you have to cook them and then you heat them back up when you get home. And it's like, oh. yeah, you wouldn't have time to cook them. You don't got well, to get home. Luckily, no, he's making the dinner at home. Well, um, luckily, they. my wife has found a very good chicken pot pie, but it is a, a 14 inch, 16 inch pot pie. Oh it's huge. God, you, you get it from uh, from Sam's. Oh, it's amazing. I and yesterday was the right weather. When she bought it last Thursday or Friday, I'm like, what are you doing? It's 80-something, 90-something degrees. I'm not eating pot pie. And then we had a nice, I spent three hours in 50-degree weather. Yep. Perfect. It was was great. Perfect. That's the best, the Mm. only good time. Because now you had to eat it last night because then it was, boy, what great timing. See, that's that. this is what sucks. Lima, you'll know this. You'll be a softball dad, I'm sure, at some point. Um, Like, this would be when you were busy. In the evening with the kids' sports and stuff. Perfect for the crock pot. Yep. But in the summertime, it's 90 degrees. 
What are you going to be able to eat out of a crock pot? Soup's too hot. You too, too hot. hot. We can. We've made a pulled pork that's pretty good out of the crock pot. You I got to cool that off. I got to yeah, be honest. I have never. Okay. I've never really grown accustomed to the uh, the, the seasonal dishes. I've never grown accustomed to that outside of when I travel. Yeah, I eat more fish. I eat more seafood when I'm on the road. Yeah, you're and you're going down and, south. And, and yeah. yeah, going down to Florida because they have better seafood or it's more accessible or it's fresher. That's the only thing I do. Really? But for the most part, like when people are like, you can't have chili in the summer. Like you wouldn't want to. But in the end, I'm sitting in my air conditioning apartment in the past, now house. Then is the chili really going to be that out of order? I gotta tell you, I think it is because I okay. don't think I don't think. How many? I mean, how often do you make chili? Do you like chili? Yeah, love it. You love chili. Oh my god! See, I didn't know that about you. Yeah. So, I just can't see. And she you has going, some recipes, and they've they're terrific. When's they're, the last time you ate the chili? Uh, we had it two weeks ago. Go ahead, make you get your coffee. A week and a half ago. Okay, you had a week. At, wow, it was hot outside. Okay, never mind. I guess you're right. Because I would feel like. Thing. I would feel he like he forgot the pump. Oh god! Did he forget the pump? Double A forgot the pump, so it's sitting over there. We can't do the coffee. Just go get the. Co- now it's been a total distraction. Just go get the pump. I'm going to deliver a soliloquy right now. Go ahead, on the Cleveland Browns. Do you want me to get the pump? Yes, go get the I'm pump. Gonna get the- I'm done drinking coffee right now. I'm going to drink coffee later on. There's no pump. So listen, the Browns are. I would say they are 12 and five if they have Deshaun Watson the entire. That's year. what Doug said. If yeah. they have, and Doug Doug Lamarice is right. Doug Lamarice is, is, is right. If they have, if they have Deshaun Watson all but four games, that might change to eleven and six, and then I think we need to reevaluate if it's eight games. Uh, what I like so much about the Jadeveon Clowney signing, and I said this a little bit yesterday, and I'll say this here, is where it's going to help with the run game. There are going to be several teams at the beginning of your schedule, and you can hear this on the full hour podcast now of uh, the show, the regular show. But there are so many teams that you play at the beginning of the year that don't have tremendous quarterbacks. And they're going to want to set up shop and run the ball at you. This is depending on, obviously, if they have Deshaun Watson. If they have Deshaun Watson, you can guarantee you teams are going to want to try to take away the space, take away the time, and run the ball on you and beat you that way. Kind of like how the Browns did in a couple of ways when they had Nick Mullins, uh, when Baker Mayfield was hurt last year. With Case Keenum. I don't want to sit there and put the mouth on Baker Mayfield all the time, but... When you are a running team, you tend to want to control the clock, and that's what Kevin Stefanski has done. So I like Jadavion Kleiner because he can help stop the run. And you can get on, uh, you can put him in third and seven situations where they're going to have to throw. Then you can get off the field, and then you can save yourself some time and some space and go to work yourself offensively. Because if you all of a sudden turn it into a two for none situation, what I mean by that is two touchdowns, zero, zero touchdowns in return, or even zero points in return. Boy, these games are so close now. If you find yourself up, you know, games are not over when you're up 14 nothing. But if you're up 14 nothing, you can really set sail if that all of a sudden that team. I think we're finding more teams going for it on fourth down if they're down 14 nothing or two scores yeah. down. More teams are doing it. You say everybody, there's a possibility there. Yeah, I think you just about have to do it. There, yes, yeah. you have room because you have room for error knowing that it's over. But if you don't make it, you can put the game away in the first quarter. I mean, if it's 21 3 at the end of the first quarter. You should win the game. You should just win the game over the next three quarters, especially if you're playing a Jets with Zach Wilson, a Falcons with Marcus Mariota. If you're playing one of these teams that you are playing, if you have Deshaun Watson at your disposal, you should be able to put games away, especially 21 nothing looks terrible on a scoreboard. That works psychologically psychologically against a team. 14 nothing looks terrible on a scoreboard. 10 nothing doesn't look too terribly bad, 
But it is where I have subscribed to the Francesa theory on getting the zero off the board. And Kevin Stefanski's done that. Some people don't like that, where you go for you don't go for it on fourth down at the beginning of a of a game. You you kind of just kick the field goal and go three and zero now or three zero. It's been difficult at times. I think he switched it up a bit and has gone for it in the opening drive a few times. He has. We know that Hugh did it to get the zero off the board. I just think I, I do think there's a psychological part to it, where if it's okay, you get you go up there, you put up a field goal. The other team comes down, they score. 7-3. Seven, 7-3 three. Seven, three does not look bad. You can always go, okay, we got some things to fix. We gave up a touchdown. We got some things we have to fix. Let's fix this, this, and this. But it's a one-score game. If it's 7 nothing after you went for it on fourth down, it's a bad feeling. This all start, stemmed from Jaday Van Kalani. Really, it stemmed from you yeah. having to go get the coffee uh, pumper. Uh, yeah, just, just one thing about the defense, and we talked about what it means. We're going to interpret my dream about Dick Goddard in a moment, but yeah, what it means to have Jadevian Clowney into the fray. Well, what are the odds he plays as much as he did last year for the Browns and as well as he did for the Browns? Mm. Because if I can get that now, all I need, I don't need as much in terms of popping by other guys and draft picks and uh, the, the, the kid from Oklahoma, uh, Perry and Winfrey. Winfrey. I always said Wimbley, Perry and Winfrey. Uh, but if, the problem ensues where, my God, if 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 Miles gets hurt, but that's that goes without saying. If any teams, if TJ Watt goes down, if any of the top pass rushers, the Boses go down, you know, you're kind of screwed. But outside of that, if Jadevian Clowney is either not as productive as he was last year or goes back to kind of the banged up Jadevian Clowney, the injured mm-hmm. Jadevian Clowney, what you saw two years ago uh, with the Titans – then I think we're in big trouble because now you're going to need other guys not only to pop, you're going to need other guys to be better than who we thought they'd be. Yeah, and that that's a tough one. And eventually yeah. someone will. You know, you shouldn't have to draft pass rushers number one overall, which is where both Miles Garrett went and, and Jadavion Clowney went. Yeah. You shouldn't have to have guys drafted number one overall when where did T.J. Watt go? Like, why can't another guy pop from another round? Why can't? Oh, or even on the defensive line. I mean, we talked about Tommy Togiai, and he is bo- boy. I'll tell you, training camp's gonna be big for him yeah. because they are gonna either lose total trust in him with how he does in training camp, yeah. or hold on to that last hope that he's gonna be a salvageable player. This is a huge training camp for him. Mm-hmm. When you talked about Sheldon Day and how it always seemed like. When he was out there, you'd hear his name. Mm-hmm. Why wasn't he out there more? Well, there has to be a reason. The coaching staff's not trying to sabotage their team. This is something that fans, we're, we're only noticing the pop plays. We're not noticing gap assignments. We're not noticing, uh, are they getting fooled by certain play action? Mm-hmm. Are they getting taken out of plays completely, cracking down tight end? You know, just, just all the stuff that we don't pay attention to. And even if we have the all 22, we don't seriously know. We can kind of guess. But there has to be a reason guys like that don't play more. Yeah, no, that's true. I, I would, when it comes to, are you asking about, are you asking about run stuffing? Which, Overall, which... I want to know what are the odds that the defensive line next year takes a step forward from where it was last year? And remember, you're down Tack McKinley, you're down, uh, help me out. Uh, Malik McDowell. Malik McDowell. Clearly. So, 
you know, those guys I thought Malik played Jackson. well. And Malik Jackson's got too. You, you, we, I, I thought last year, we're like, wow, these guys are making plays. Now, in the end, they still couldn't get off the field on third down on big plays. And I, I never blame the secondary for that. I think that's an easy thing to do is blame the secondary. I think we're sitting here talking about whether our defensive backs are top five in the NFL. I'm not going to blame our secondary if the quarterback gets bonus time. If the quarterback has time to throw. To, to, he's to gonna, go out there and make plays. Yeah, he's going to make them all look bad. And he's going to make your guys look bad. Because so, that's the league. Yeah. There's only so much you can do. It'd be like me bitching and complaining about Chris Paul not, you know, not being able to stop six, seven wings. Like, what, you're, well, you're not supposed to. What you to. need is you need you have speed on the edge. You have Miles Garrett, who mm-hmm. can catch up with just about anybody. What you need is pressure up the middle. And you've never been able to consistently get it. They need to move those guys around more in this defensive scheme. You know, I don't know. That's Why a, is, Joe, I, well, I, I can't speak for Joe compare Woods on that. It, compare it to the elite pass rushers that you see. Now, I don't even know, like I said, in a different category altogether. People got mad at me. I think even you got a little upset with me about Aaron Donald about whether or not he's in a different category altogether. But if you set him aside because well, his skill set is so Well, because we got into Hall different. of Famers and then the 1% of Hall of Famers. And Miles and Garrett's going to be Hall of Famer. Yeah, but but Aaron Donald is in the 1% of mm-hmm. Hall of Famers. Like, there's other mm-hmm. Hall of Famers, but then there's Lawrence Taylor. But but when I watch T.J. Watt and when I see, uh, the, well, certainly Nick Bosa, Joey's been injured, mm-hmm. but when I see them, man, they're all over the map where they line up. And I think that causes so much in the way of a disturbance to, to to offensive gurus, I would love to see Miles Garrett well, lined up differently. It it creates mismatches. It confuses offensive lines, uh, especially moves afterwards, especially in certain sets, certain downs. Uh, that's where the film study has to come in because we're, you know, we're it is a podcast. We're getting very podcasty about well, this can, can because you're quick. watching. Go ahead. What bothered me so much is. All right, we all know where Miles is. Every quarterback knows. And he's still going to get his sack a game, and then he's going to get another one where he almost makes you fumble. I mean, every game you're going to get two of those plays mm-hmm. guaranteed. But if I'm the other team and I know Miles is over there, I'm just assuming Miles is going to beat that left tackle a certain amount of times. And so we are calling plays knowing that. You start doing, moving him around, now it's different. They've been running a lot of stunts with him, no matter who his – defensive coordinator is. Now, I don't notice it as much with Joe Woods. For all I know, Joe Woods could be doing it more than any of them. Greg g- 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 ran a bunch of stunts mm. with him. Yes, he uh, did. And, and I think that Joe Woods has also ran a fair amount, but I'd have to go back and look. And there's been a stunt where, you know, you can call it whatever you want to. Some people call it a nacho stunt. I've always kind of mm-hmm. bring it where it just basically makes an N on the board. And where one guy, really is an X, really, where if he's lined up outside, if he's lined up not even in a wide nine, but say a seven, and you have somebody marked up inside in a five or a three, they'll go, they'll jump outside, and this is on the snap, they'll jump outside, and Miles will loop around and come right up the middle. And what that does is hopefully that draws a guard and a center the other way and creates a hole where usually they think a linebacker is either mm-hmm. staying or, or, follow, or you know coming, cooking through, but it's Miles Garrett there. And that worked very early on in his career. I think that's the play his first sack actually came of was against the Jets in his first game, in his first play, is that type of play that worked for him against the Jets that day. So I, I think that they've done a little bit with that. But, yeah, lining him up, it's usually been widest outside. I don't know. I, I, I would have to be able to count on one hand if he's ever been lined up inside. But his body frame, his speed, uh, the type of play he is, I don't think I really need him in there and mashing it up. When I'm talking about, when I'm talking about pressure up the middle, 
I am talking about because I need more secondary players than ever. That's where JOK comes in because you have guys who are more hybrid safety. Boy, that was slash nice. linebacker. That guys. was nice to see him shot yes. out of a cannon at times. Yes, and I'm like, finally, we have the guy that They've the Ravens that. Yeah. have yeah. and the Steelers. Those two teams have had guys coming from every direction, and before you know it, here comes those linebackers, or here comes uh, here comes a, a corner blitz, and they always seem to have that dialed up to where we'd be totally confused because they'd be setting up one thing yeah. all game and then it'd be the perfectly timed uh, guy that would just stuff a drive because that's what that does. When you get that pressure up the middle and it gets there, that's the end of the drive. The drive has ended. And you're exactly right on that, Ken. And I hope I hope Joe Woods last year was laying the foundation and this year they could take it to the next level with another year in mm-hmm. that system and having Clowney again. Well, there's also, did you mention Delpit? No, I didn't okay. even mention him. Yeah, Delpit yeah. has been – you're afraid anytime Delpit runs into anybody because you're afraid he's going to get hurt. Uh, Delpit has not been afraid to lay the wood after people on a blitz, and there's been a couple of plays where they've sent him at the right time. You know, I've not been – there have been some very harsh critics of Joe Woods. I've not been one of them. I've been pretty – I've tried to be fair and to a point even too fair. I, I thought well, that how that good, first, given the talent they have last year, how good should the defense have been – and what were they? I'm not sure. They were probably, probably in that second mix. half of the year. They definitely seemed like they Total were getting defense. close. Now, now, part of it is who were the teams they played down the stretch last year? They played a Pittsburgh team that couldn't move the football. They played a Baltimore team that was done, couldn't move the football. Um, hey, man, played Aaron Rodgers, did a hell of a job was, against him. That was three of their games. And their quarterback was giving the ball away. They did. You know what they, they did? They actually, you know, looking back at that game, that was such an interesting game. That Steelers game, if they had any quarterback play, they no. certainly could have won that. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Both those stupid Steelers games, they could have won those games. If they had any quarterback play. I mean, real considerable quarterback play. So I, I, I would say somewhere in the top 12, that's what you can hope for. I mean, we'll see what, it, what happens with injuries. They're just so thin up front. But what I'm saying, you need pressure. You need pressure in the middle because what that'll do – you know, Miles is so fast, but quarterbacks obviously love to step up in the pocket and then deliver. Now, Miles has been able, because he's so long and so quick, he's able to catch guys when they step up in the pocket. And you've seen him with his big hand come out and get a guy by his arm. And that usually that's a left hand. The left hand is holding the ball on the other side. That will immediately turn the ball to his other side, and then that quarterback's not in a position mm-hmm. to throw. Like, I always envision Miles lined up on the right side. And when a quarterback steps up in the pocket, you're usually talking about a right-handed quarterback. Quarterback's holding on with two hands. You see what I'm doing here? And then the arm will come in on the bicep of the quarterback, and it pulls his arm over here. So now he has to unleash, or he has to let go. So he has one arm on the ball and one arm, and he's not in a good throwing position, so he's not comfortable. So that's created opportunities for other people to come in, or vice versa. If they move it back over here, then if Jadavion Clowney, now how many forced fumbles did he have? A couple. Last year, if Clowney comes in and gets an arm on the right bicep, the ball immediately, you mm-hmm. naturally want to push the ball to your left breadbasket. If you put the ball to your left breadbasket and, and Miles is there, yeah, can't. he can cause it. I, I, I know we're going very deep in the woods here. They were fifth in total yards last year, Okay, Twelfth in total points. There you go. So you're 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 kind of aiming where you're kind of where DVOA. you DVOA. I need DVOA. Well, I'm not going to listen to yards. That's a big deal. Oh, and where that's the true. F is the DVOA? Well, I'm finding that that's with the true. V-Rep. And oh, the, well, they're charging you now the for that. The rod is coming. Kind of they're too. starting to charge you for DVOA. They're also charging uh, to go get the advanced numbers, the game finders, or the season finders on basketball or football or baseball reference. 
they're charging. You need a subscription now. Really? So all these little stats I used to bring Jeez. up, and used, I used to be really good at being able to figure out. And you knew I wasn't going to look them up, so you were really good at. And now I can't. Now way. I can't do it, so I have to text some other people who I know have access to those, but I can't rely on them because they could be busy. They could be changing diapers. Eleventh. According to what I'm reading here, but it has the lock screen on it. It has so. the lock screen. But what? I'm counting on the side because they show you the teams. You just can't see the things. What were they in BASF? I'll find that. Okay. So when you're bringing pressure up the middle, real quick, final final point. When you're bringing pressure up the middle, it just, instead of moving up in a pocket where a quarterback's more comfortable, it flushes them out left and right. Now, you play in a division with Lamar Jackson where mm. that's usually not a problem if he's healthy. Uh, ben Roethlisberger... Now that he's gone, you're still playing against an athletic quarterback in Mitch Trubisky. Kenny Pickett can move. You know, I don't want to sit there and besmirch him. And Joe Burrow's got better legs than than what we give him credit for, even though one of those legs was nearly uh, completely destroyed by playing football. But it puts you in an advantageous position because Miles in space is he can catch Lamar Jackson. That means he can catch the other guys. Yeah. I mean, if you can catch Lamar Jackson, you can basically catch wind. So he's going to be able to catch just about anybody out there. Who's quick and in space? So that's that's a long answer to it. And again, we're brought to you by Extend Technologies. Boy, that was so that's a deep dive, man. Well done by you. All right, you want to go over my uh, you want to go over my um. She had a dream. dream. So Friday, I had a dream. I, I brought this up to Nick Kovach. So let me guess. You saw? Did you see any kind of woolly bear? I thought I saw a woolly bear thing the no. other day. I swear so to God, I, I, th- I've I thought I did. I've seen the little vignettes of Wooly Bear Well, they're going to have the Wooly Bear yeah. Festival. Mm-hmm. And I got all excited because usually they always say that the Wooly Bear Festival is on a Browns bye week yes. or a Monday. On a weekend, they play a Monday night game or right. something like that. For some odd reason, they picked October 2nd, which I believe is a Browns home game at 1 o'clock. So I can't go to the Wooly Bear Festival. Uh-oh. I've been wanting to go. I, I even I opened my big fat mouth and I told I told my son like, "Hey, we're gonna be in a festival, be in the parade," and I thought he forgot. He brought it up yesterday. I go, "How did you remember this? How did you remember it?" So Friday night, I always my body. Do you ever notice how, what time do you fall asleep on Friday night? It's been really early lately. It's been earlier and earlier. Really bad, especially with NBA playoff games going on in baseball. It sucks. There is something, there is something in my body. Last night, I mean, I laid down 9.45, 10 o'clock, and I have to tell myself to go to bed. At On a Friday night, there is something in my body. I told Liz this last night. I go, and it's not just the booze. I will lay down on the – I will sit down on the couch. I'm watching sports. And Liz has gone up to lay down in bed, and I will start feeling warm and fuzzy. And, like, there's this tingling in my arms. My body knows, and it's like I can feel the melatonin. (laughs) My body knows I don't have to wake up the next morning. Mm -hmm. And something in my head is telling my body it doesn't have to wake up, like, at 3.20 the next morning. And I will immediately get tired. And it's so annoying. I get so mad, and I fight that sleep. I went to bed at 10.15 on Friday Mm -hmm. night, and I was pissed. Because when you go to bed at 10.15, all you can think of is, Saturday's tomorrow, and then Saturday's going to go quick, and then Sunday's going to go quick, and then all of a sudden we're back at it. Although I can tell you what's adding to it, what's contributing for me, mm. is Thursdays have become a stay-up late night. It really? has become a drinking night and a stay-up late night, maybe get together with friends night, or just watch sports till midnight night. And because I'm like, well, tomorrow I just have the show, 
And if I have nothing else after the show, I just get to nap. So Thursdays have yeah. been my get-out-of-jail night. Well, I don't take naps between yeah. this and the other. So it's I just go on five hours or four hours, depending on what it is. Mm. Um, it's Okay, I can't believe I'm going to mention this. Liz noticed that I'm spending less money on booze now. Because of the other thing. Oh, she's probably broke it down. Loaded. She's very detail-oriented. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't oh, ever yeah. want to know what I'm spending on anything. Well, remember, I don't buy... Which is top, tough to budget. I don't buy top-shelf liquor or top-shelf beer, and I don't go to bars, really. Um, I feel guilt... If I, like, this is why part of the reason I really miss station events, and I hope we have station events again soon. I go to bars for station events. Or for, like, the tailgate and stuff like that. I don't, I don't really go to the bar. I don't, mm. except when, like, the kids aren't around. I'm like, going less. Are... I'm going yeah, a lot less. I just feel guilty. I just feel, I, you know, it's all the stories I hear from my buddies and their dads and, you know, sitting there and, oh, I'm going to go have another. Oh, I'm going to go have another. It's like, oh, that's no fun. And I just feel guilty, so I, I really can't go to the bar. What about social, though? If it, Well, see, you you guys, when you're talking about hanging out, uh, you know, at the end of the cul-de-sac there we'll in the borough, the like, you, you guys can just go over someone's house yeah. and drink out of the cooler yeah, I guess or have so. whatever the hell you want. You don't yeah, need to go to the bar. bar yeah, yeah, it's true. We kind of just sit in the driveway, and so that ends up being it's a It's a lot different than sitting anyway. by yourself That's night funny. after night. Well, now, wait a second. If I had the a, kids are running around in the driveway. Right. If I had a group of guys that, I guess, women too, but let's be honest, it's going to be a group of guys. If I had a group of guys that, A, you trust – because when you're drinking, you're going to say all sorts of cancelable things. Boy, we have said some things. I mean, let's be honest. Like, if we're yeah. having a Deshaun Watson conversation, you're getting a little bit different conversation in the streets in your lawn chairs than you are on the radio. Because we have certain responsibilities. That's a more candid conversation. On the radio, yes. And I think I've done my best to share with everybody what I think of Deshaun Watson without being able to get sued by either accusers or Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Like I and also I don't want to lose the license for our radio station. Yeah. But if I'm sitting there at the end of the cul-de-sac with people I trust, all right. A, I'm inclined to have more drinks and I'm inclined to tell people the truth if I trust you. So getting back to your situation, I guess I don't need to go to a bar. Boy, I if tell that's you. if that's what I have. Well, when it comes to this situation, but boy, the trust thing is everything. I told you, you know, I I was pretty uncomfortable with it before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, it's because I knew we were going to have a lot of uncomfortable conversations if we got him. And, and they've all been, they've every single one has every, been more uncomfortable and, than and, the next. And, and we've had to do these things where it's like people have victim shamed and yep. I don't want to do that for crying out loud. And I, I and I've said before, I, I don't believe all 22, but I don't know which ones to believe and which ones too. And I also don't think that they're all lying. So where's the truth there? I've said that on the air multiple times and I've said that in the cul-de-sac multiple times. You know, it's, it's, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to put you out there on an island. Mm-hmm. What I've said on the air has been what I've said in a cul-de-sac. I'm set, what I'm talking about is when we get into, I can't go into the motivations of Deshaun Watson and the, the 40 or so well, and even- masseuses, but in, in the yard and at, at the end of the street. I'll go into my motive. I'll, I'll speculate because I have no responsibility there. And you also, Ken, you have a much different, and I do too. We speak much differently off air as far as our language. Yeah. As far as what we yep. let fly and yep. all that. Okay. And yeah, maybe a little more impassioned in that sense when yeah. you, but I agree with you. Like, I don't think that anybody is really changing going, oh, I say this on air, but here's what I really think, you know, mm-hmm. but it is a much more 
you'll let it out there. You'll peel the onion on yourself mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. Well, I, I, okay, that's fair. But um, yeah, I just don't. I I don't drink as much as I used to. Probably because I'm Monday through Thursday. I'm you know it's back to back, and, and then, then other now I'm doing summertime. Now you're going from. You know, yeah. the morning to here to yeah, over there yeah. to now back to things with and, Axel. And, yeah. yeah, even if I didn't have that, I'd still have baseball. I can't show up yeah. the baseball soused. But I, I, well, soused. how many do? You know, how many parents opinion. do? Do none of them? Do a few of them? <laughs> well, that was something I want to bring up. Can you, can you tell? We'll save that for the show because I, I really want to know. Because yeah. I want to know how it's going to be for me because we had, a, we had somebody that I know that I work with at times. And she said she was at a party, a birthday party, I think a five-year-old birthday party. But it happened to be in the Metro Parks, no alcohol at this particular spot. And she said that was a four-hour party that was dry. And she said her and every other parent was bitching about it. And I'm like, well, I guess you could have brought a flask, but that seems freaking weird. If it's dry and you got a flask, I don't know. What what does that make you look like? And what's the age group that you're going for? I thought that was five-year-olds. So that's a little different because you're still keeping an eye on like so I know just for instance, like the end of the football season, it's third and fourth grade, right? Everybody gets together at a parent's house, they host, and that's more for you call it for the kids, but it's really for the parents to all stand in the driveway and drink. While the boys yeah. who are all nine eight, nine, ten years old are running around acting like maniacs and every once in a while you have to yell at them because they're, you know, going out near the street and things like that. But for the most part, they're doing their own thing. Yeah. The parents are socializing together. Everybody's having a good time. But five, you've got to really kind of keep an eye on them still. Yeah. Like, especially yeah, just, at the Metro. Well, that's like, what the other parents are You don't are want for. them falling in the, yeah. in the Rocky River, right? That's what the other parents, they're all there. They there's But no, I, I, I see what you're saying. Four hours, though. Jeez. But yeah, that's I, a little long for I a told, gathering like that. I told Sarah very early on, I told her, that I'm a social person. I am at a lot of events. Now, with COVID, she actually hasn't seen that. She hasn't seen anywhere near. Now, they're yeah. starting to ramp up again, but but responsibilities, things I have to be at, dinners, galas. Gal- love a good I gala. Have a gala. Love a gala. You gotta get double gala. You can oh! get double gala. Two galas back to back. Back to back. It's a amazing. Billy to Billy. Uh, but I, I did tell her, like, there will be a drink in my hand. And I said, You'll think, like, well, how can he drink like this and be at these functions and then go on a mic? And I'm like, well, you'll see. But <laughs> I, I told her I told her that I, I, this is a part of my life until it isn't. And I, I, I want you to know that I'm, I'm not trying to sabotage. I'm not trying to ambush you. This is how I operate. This is what has worked for me. And if mm. you have a problem with it, like, let me know mm. and we can talk about it. But I hope as we get older... I hope it doesn't turn into what you can't do any of this stuff because I think I'm always going to be social. And she was okay with it, but I secretly think she thought, oh, he doesn't know what he's getting himself into when he's having kids and having those responsibilities. He's just not going to be able to do all that stuff. And maybe that'll end up proving to be true, but I I never wanted to be part of a relationship where we are man in the fort from here on out. Like, I hope we still get to go to things. I'm already noticing. I'm not getting invited to as, mu- as many things. I'm already noticing. That's, that's gone out the window. Because people are assuming that you're too busy for Because I've had or? to say no. Yeah. Oh, okay. Once you start saying no for whatever yeah. reason, then you get left behind. I've already seen it. I'm already starting to get left behind. And I did bring this concern up to uh, Sarah, and she's like, you're 40. Is it, is it well, <laughs> is it left behind or is it catching up to your age bracket? That could be too. Well, that well could be a big you're, gonna, you're not going to like this because... 
by the time I'm 48, my first mm-hmm. son will be graduating. Which your, is just hilarious. Your daughter to me. will be eight. Yeah. Um. So for a lot of us, like Axel's six, so you're going to be home year, free. Yeah, he has a six-year head start on your on your daughter. Can so I that, speed up? Can I can I send her with Jeff Bezos or or Richard into Branson? Space? Can I send her in the space and then she grows up? Isn't that how she it works? Or no? Back? Do we grow Not up? Sure. Is it the opposite? I don't how does know. It, yeah. You don't want to hurry up that clock. How does Interstellar work? I don't know. You send her into space. She stays the same oh, age. Oh crap! Now I'm too back, old. And now the Statue of Liberty's in a beach. <laughs> I saw. Damn these filthy apes! I saw contact. That's Damn you! All the hell. So. Why do I always say that? I hate saying that. I'm sorry. What? So, Dick mark Goddard. it down. I'm gonna keep. Dick I'm, gonna, no, I'm gonna stop myself. No, I wanted to bring it up. I wanted to keep talking about that thing mm, real quick. Mm. Because how many how many kids you want to have? Two, but we. Will I'm have just to saying, the less kids you have, the easier it is. We have. We still do not have an actual babysitter. Babysitter. Oh. We do not have a babysitter. Well, you've got three of them. We have my mother-in-law. Yeah, you've got three of them. You don't trust. What What age will you trust? I don't know. I don't every know. Family, every family has a bitter argument about this. Oh, we, I've we, seen it play out with all my friends. I don't think we've had a bitter argument, but I've told her, but she, I've just accepted she is not going to do it until she's ready, that nobody other than family could watch the kids. Yeah. And it's, it's put a serious dip. Because, like, okay, we're going to Youngstown. So you either you end up having everybody over and you keep your kids or you play nothing but road games. So this weekend we're going to Youngstown. So I live, by the way, I live next to a Vietnam veteran and a cop, so I don't care about telling people this. <laughs> they got more than I do if you catch yeah. my drift. Oh, yeah. So we're going to Youngstown. I have to take my three kids and Sam. And Sam, I love him. He's 10. He's hard, it's harder and harder to get him in and out. I think he's starting to go deaf. Yep. It's not. It's yep. not can't, I don't know if he can hear me. It's so sad. it is a living bitch to get him in and out and do everything you need to do, and it's just like, man, you pack away everything. I mean, it's a huge endeavor. Undert- <laughs> it's basically like you're leaving, like a baseball team leaving yeah. on a road trip. It remind. <laughs> it really reminds me hey, of packing the bus. It's and leaving road, on a road tested. Trip. Yes, Emmy Award winning road the tested car edition. Yes, <laughs> on the travel channel. And so we're getting on it. We're getting in the. We're getting in the. Uh, <laughs> in the SUV and headed out to Youngstown. And I will have my family because I'll drop Sam off at my in-laws. Then we're taking my kids over to their kids' second birthday party. Then I'll take my kids back over to my grandparents' house, and then we'll stay. Then I gotta go pick up my kids. Like there's no, there's no anybody else watching, and that creates a problem mm. because you can't just go out if if my in-laws live forty minutes away, so you can't just go out for dinner and come back like normal people do. So at some point, Liz is going to have to get comfortable with it. I don't know when she does. Axel's six. He's very well behaved. Eli's five. Now, there are special needs, but he's a hellion, and I love Eli. And then you have, I mean, he's my wild one. And then you have Jonah, who's three, and he just, anytime his mom leaves the room, he's been on her tit for so long, mm-hmm. he just cries anytime she she leaves the room. And he's three. And I'm trying to work on that. It's going a little too long. I'm sure it will break him at some point. But anytime he leaves her sight, unless he's going to that preschool, that's it. So that's difficult, man. And I'm just telling you, the less kids you have, the easier that's going to be. Well, if you keep them all grouped in a in a time frame that's together, though, too, because you're and yours are pretty closely grouped, Ken. Like you're you're five or six years away from everybody doing all their stuff that's, on their own. Yeah. 
It's just Sounds whenever like the youngest sucks. one mm. decides, like I'm there now, my youngest one's eight, and we have a girl that comes over and watches them, and we'll tell her, hey, they're all here right now, but there's four of them in the house that don't, you're not, you're not waiting on them. They're old enough. They have their own phones. They can do their own and, things. I, I mean, like, I just, yeah, I describe Eli like a wild animal. It's just like he'll, he stays in the yard. Sounds like a dog. He stays in the yard. He'll stay in the house. It wasn't always like that, by the right. way. He would take off. Got to keep a yeah. But now, I mean, he's he's older now. He's five, and he'll do those things. It's just he is he he is very rambunctious, and everything's at a hundred miles an hour, and so that can be. I'm very good at calming his ass down and cooling his ass off, but other people would have that problem, and you may run into that problem too. All right, Dick Goddard, here we go. Ready? Let's go. So Friday night, <laughs> I go to bed. I had this dream, and I woke up right after it. I'm in Vermilion. Now, I've never actually been in Vermilion. I don't think I have either. Seriously? Never been in Vermilion. Oh, my. We doing an outing? We're probably going to do an outing in Vermilion. The the show heads to Vermilion. We have to dress up before the high school football season and do a preview wearing the joggers right there on the water. Shea Francois, we have to get special dispensation, obviously, because they do have a dress code. Gracious. So we went. So we were in Vermilion. It's right by the beach, by the way. Oh, well, there you go. And it's the Woolly Bear Festival. It's the people I remember in it. Me, Lou Maglio. Me and Lou Maglio are in the same car. It's me and Lou Maglio. We're waving. Lou Maglio, isn't this great, Ken? It's just great. Me and him, Liz Noreka, because she sits behind me, PJ Ziegler, and Nick Kovach is there. Five people, I remember this right off the top of my head. You guys might have been there. I'm not sure. Either way. So there's a short parade. And then I remember we're up on this stage. And we're giving away prizes for best whatever. I think best woolly bear costume, whatever. This is in my dream. All of a sudden, Dick Goddard shows up. The place goes bonkers. Standing ovation. I mean, the reverence for Dick Goddard is there. Now, I, in real life... It's one of the most famous people yes, in Cleveland history. Yes. I, in real life, never met Dick Goddard. I, I never had the guts to go say hi. I've ridden the elevator with Dick Goddard, and I was, I, I was just like... Because to me, there's, there is reverence there. So mm-hmm. I was like always like nervous to go meet him. And I'm shy in some of those cases, and I was shy there. And sadly, he passed away before I got to meet him. So I never got to meet him. He shakes everybody's hands. He approaches me. He shakes my hand, and he has this look on his face. I'm, and I'm still trying to figure. He looks at me like, like people are people are loving Dick Goddard. They're so excited to see Dick Goddard. It's like he never passed away. And he looks at me, and he's got this look on his face. And the look, he doesn't say a word to me. The look on his face is like, you don't have, you haven't done bleep yet. Like that's the look he's given me. Like, you don't have bleep. These people are here to see me. <laughs> like, that's the he way... Was, he was egomaniac, that's Dick the Goddard? Way, but that's the way it felt. Like, he gave this look of, like, kiss my ass, Ken. Like, that's the look he gave me. Mm-hmm. I'm not... Ma- I can't make this up. This is... Guys, I swear to God, on, on every every sacred text you can find me. Gets done shaking my hand. Shakes other people's hands. Walks down the steps, walks off the stage, and walks up. The crowd is clapping the whole time. Walks up the hill and out of sight. He goes up a hill 
and out of sight. Everybody puts away their chairs. They're getting ready to leave, and I wake up. And I'm going, what did that mean? Because that was the first thing I remember. Yeah, I remember. I, I I remember every vivid detail of that dream, and I go, "What the hell you know what? did that dream mean? Was he? Because I I'm always like, I do believe that people visit you in dreams. Mm-hmm. Was he visiting me? I do too. Me? I believe that. But he doesn't know me. So why would he come visit me? Why in my wouldn't dream? he? Why wouldn't he? Is he bored? Why would he need to come what see me? What else do you You're- have to do? These are you long days. People visit you in dreams. I do. Wow, I, I, that's great. I, and it creeps me out because I'm thinking they're watching everything. If they could come to me in my dreams, then they're watching me at my worst. I had a dream. I've had two dreams with Michael Stanley in them, and I I am convinced it was him showing up in the dream. We talked. I talked with Michael every single mm. day in the afternoon for six years until I came here. And Michael would listen and text during the show. And we I text Michael during the show way more often than I'd ever say on air. And so I talked with Michael frequently. And one time we're in this room and we're like, I remember we were like sitting here, but there was like a loading dock and it was you and me. And we were like, we were sitting on the edge, like our feet Mm. were dangling. Kenny might've been there. Micah Manis was in the dream. Micah Manis. Kenny was not there. He was at the Capitol. Okay. Forgot. But, oh, come on. I got to finish this now. I didn't. And I remember they're like, Michael's here. And he just walked in the room and walked by and kept on going through the other room. Like, he didn't say anything. And then the next dream I had, this was just a few weeks ago. We had a conversation. And we got on an elevator. And I said, I swear, this is so weird. I said, what's it like? He's like, what do you mean, what's it like? I go, you know what I mean, what's it like? He's like, it's cool, man. It's cool. It's all cool. And I swear to you, I go, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. I go, when's my time? He goes, oh, you know, I can't tell you that. I woke up. I swear to Would God. you have wanted to know? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 